From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News starts right now. On today's broadcast, expressways are congested on the first day of the Lunar New Year holiday. President Yoon Suk-yeol returns from an eight-day trip to the UAE and Switzerland. And the foreign ministry says it is communicating with the US after Washington sanctions Wagner Group for its arms transactions with Pyongyang. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Alana Hill. Traffic congestion continues on expressways in parts of the country as people hit the roads on the first day of the four-day Lunar New Year holiday on Saturday. According to the Korea Expressway Corporation, as of 1pm, the estimated travel time from Seoul to Busan was 6 hours and 40 minutes, more than an hour less than estimations earlier in the day. The corporation projected travel time of over 7 hours from Seoul to Ulsan, 6 hours and 30 minutes to Daegu, over 4 hours and 30 minutes to Gwangju and nearly 4 hours to Gangneung. The corporation said it expects the traffic congestion to ease after 8 or 9 p.m. Half a million vehicles are expected to leave the capital area, while some 360,000 will travel into the metropolitan region from non-capital areas on Saturday. Free PCR tests will be available at six rest stops across the country as people hit the roads. Health authorities said that test centres have been set up at the Ansong, Ichon, Hwasong, Baekyangsa, Hampyong Chunji and Jinyoung Expressway rest areas. The test centres started operating Thursday and will continue until next Thursday with business hours differing depending on each centre. All test centres will be open during the holiday from Saturday to next Tuesday and tests are free of charge. New COVID-19 cases remained in the 20,000 range for the third straight day amid a slowdown in the latest wave of infections. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency said on Saturday that 27,654 infections were reported throughout the previous day, bringing the country's cumulative caseload to 29,983,000. Of the total cases, 85 were imported. For a Saturday tally, it is the lowest figure in 13 weeks. The number of seriously or critically ill patients being treated at hospitals was 436, down by 17 from the previous day. Friday saw 51 deaths, raising the cumulative death toll to 33,185. The fatality rate stands at 0.11%. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. President Yoon Suk-yeol returned home Saturday from an eight-day trip to the United Arab Emirates and Switzerland. Air Force One, carrying the presidential entourage, left Zurich Airport and landed around 7.20am at Songnam Air Base. He made a state visit to the UAE from January 14th to the 17th before attending the World Economic Forum in the Swiss Alpine city of Davos. In a social media post made before his departure for Seoul, Yoon said that his entire itinerary centred on the economy, including a $30 billion investment pledge secured from the UAE. 
He said he also asked for investment in Korea while meeting with CEOs of global companies. Quoting Albert Einstein, who said you can't use an old map to explore a new world, Yoon commented that he witnessed with his own eyes the passion and spirit of challenge of South Koreans during his visit and promised to serve the country in its efforts to chart a new map and trailblaze a new path. Also on Saturday, the President offered Lunar New Year greetings, pledging to join government and private sector efforts to make a leap forward for the country despite challenging conditions at home and abroad. In a two-minute video message, Yoon said his visit to the UAE and Switzerland was solely focused on the economy and aimed at helping Korean citizens and business people showcase their talents on the world stage. Yoon and First Lady Kim Kun-hee, both dressed in the traditional Korean attire of hanbok, wished the Korean people a blessed New Year and promised to take more care of those who are in need. Yoon also thanked workers, soldiers, police officers and firefighters for their dedication and continued service even during the holiday and wished them good health and happiness in the new year. The First Lady also expressed gratitude and respect for everyone fulfilling their duties in society and hoped the holiday would be an opportunity to give attention to marginalised members of society. National Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo on Saturday wrapped up his 10-day official visit to Vietnam and Indonesia. In the two countries, Kim engaged in parliamentary diplomacy and sought ways to expand bilateral cooperation. In Vietnam, the Speaker visited Ho Chi Minh City and South Korean firms operating in the country, including Samsung and LG Electronics. Meeting with Prime Minister Pham Min Chin, he asked for support for Korean firms and during a meeting with Ho Chi Minh's mayor, Kim promoted Korea's bid to host the 2030 World Expo in Busan. In Indonesia, the speaker discussed supply chain issues with President Joko Widodo. In a press release, the National Assembly said Kim's trip served to strengthen economic ties, personnel exchanges and cooperation in strategic areas such as supply chains, national defence and digital sectors. The South Korean Foreign Ministry said it is communicating with the US following Washington's revelation that North Korea is continuing to provide arms to the Russian paramilitary organization Wagner Group and its decision to sanction the organization. Following the Treasury Department's decision to designate Wagner Group as a transnational criminal organization, a ministry official said Saturday that Seoul is closely communicating with Washington. The official said that any weapons transactions with North Korea are banned under the United Nations Security Council resolutions and the latest incident is a clear violation of UNSC sanctions on Pyongyang. The White House on Friday unveiled satellite photos of evidence of North Korea's arms transfer to the Wagner Group, which is fighting in the war in Ukraine. National Security Spokesman John Kirby said the sanctions were not about just cutting off the group's ability to commit atrocities in Ukraine, but also around the world. North Korea, meanwhile, has denounced the Yoon Suk-yeol administration's medium-term defence plan as a demonstration of its intent to prepare for invading the North in a nuclear war. The North's propaganda website Arirang Miari on Saturday published an article titled Digging Its Own Grave and claimed the puppet army in the South is set to raise its annual defence spending by an average of 6.8% over the next five years, calling it a waste of several hundred billion dollars in taxpayers' money. The article said such move by South Korea is laughable as it claimed that the US, flaunting its strategic nuclear assets, is also taken aback by North Korea's formidable defence power. 
Under a five-year plan through 2027 unveiled last month, the Defence Ministry will spend over 330 trillion won to secure more stealth fighter jets and deploy the Army Tactical Missile System as part of its efforts to build up the three-axis defence system. The country's exports fell 2.7% on-year in the first 20 days of January. According to data by the Korea Customs Service on Saturday, outbound shipments came to $33.6 billion during the 20-day period. Daily average exports posted a steeper drop of 8.8%. There were 16 business days compared to 15 last year. Imports rose 9.3% on-year to $43.8 billion during the cited period, resulting in a trade deficit of $10.2 billion. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Centre in Seoul. I'm Alana Hill, signing off.